everybody, and welcome back to the Game by Show podcast, my friends. It is Wednesday. That's Wednesday. It's February. Wednesday, the February. My name is Legrand Jolly, your host this evening. I am joined, as always, by Jeremy Lamont and one Count Elmdor Jones. Dale. Yes. Hey. I happy February Wednesday, everybody. Dude, February Wednesday right. is my favorite. This is the first okay. full day of my 40th year. On this That's planet. crazy. Happy birthday, Dale Jones. You're Cause old. Because I, I just turned 39, so this is my 40th year. Well, I guess at least you're You know you're how it's the 21st century? Yeah. But so you didn't have, you're, you're telling me you didn't have a year zero then? No, that was my first year. I see. That was a good this, year that year. It was year zero. It's like 1981 or something. 81, it was a good year. yeah. It was 81. It was a good vintage. It's a little smelly, though. So what have you guys been up to lately? Oh, you know, playing video games. Yeah, a little bit of that. A little bit of reading. I've been watching some TV, even. Do you want to hear about my favorite uh, dramatic series on HBO? Like, what series? Like uh, well, I'm watching two of them right now. I talked about it in the Discord a while back, so I, I won't bore everybody again. But uh, I'm still watching the the new Pope. Oh, yeah. HBO. As well as um, never heard of it. Big Little Lies season two. I thought you were gonna say The Watchmen, and I was hoping that this would be. You should just like combine them all into one. Oh, I had already seen The Watchmen though. That's that's the problem. You done watched The Watchmen? Yeah, it was very very good, uh, but I didn't really care for like the last episode and a half or so. There was this like yeah, I heard plot the twist was bad. that I thought was kind of eh, but otherwise, oh. I mean, they were a pretty fantastic show. I only saw the nope. first three episodes because it was on some kind of trial at the time, so oh, it's right, evergreen yeah. for me. I didn't watch any of it. I don't watch any TV. Why should I do that? I got video games to play. That's hard logic to argue with. Yeah. I mean, this is not a TV show podcast, is it? No. No, it's not. And I, I don't need to prepare for a TV show podcast. I need to play, prepare for a video game podcast. You know what I'm saying? That's Indeed. right. So uh, let's get that party started. Who wants to start this uh, game? Some I think uh, Jeremy's been playing something new. Yeah. Uh, Dale's been playing something blue, and I've been playing something shoe borrowed. Yeah. Isn't that and, uh, was it? Yeah. Was this a this was a wedding metaphor, right? Is that? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's, that's uh, what I was going for. So Dale, how about you? Uh, this game. Get us started. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> only game that you can play lawfully. Uh, I do. Um, Actually, I'm not sure if I would or not. I, so yeah. I'm revisiting a game that I last played on, according to uh, the, the, the GameBytesShow.com, uh, which is a, a really great website. You should you should visit every day uh, to see the new content that goes up about the new content that every goes couple up. weeks or you know twice. We've a week, got the is. greatest header; it's never changing. With the bi-weekly no, content it changes every time you refresh. I made it that way. It's it's important. Um, but yes. On January 10th, 2018, uh, on the episode called 5D Too Many. Um, <laughs> I love our titles. Who makes those titles? <laughs> I talked about one game entitled uh, Warhammer 40,000 Armageddon. And I've been revisiting that game over the last few weeks. And um, something really clicked with me uh, most, you know, probably in the last few weeks that I've been replaying this, playing this again, rather. Um, and it probably has something to do with that, that I started playing the actual, like, tabletop Warhammer 40,000 game in the last, in that time period. Um, uh-huh. So you graduated from painting to actually playing? <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, but 
what I found about this game, about the the Warhammer Forty Thousand Armageddon game that's available on Steam, by the way, and what this is, is it's a um, it's a turn based strategic uh, war game. So it's um, in terms of like aesthetics, it's very very basic. Like there's like next to no animation whatsoever, um, and there's like cursory audio. <laughs> there's like some sounds and okay. uh, some kind of bad voice acting and stuff, um, but it's. From from like your kind of hardcore wargaming perspective, it's like it's played on a hex grid and it's got like very large forces of, you know, probably, I don't know, 50 units on a side or something like that. Um, uh-huh. But it's it's pretty hardcore. And so when I first played this game, I was didn't really know what I was doing because I wasn't all that familiar with the units. Right. But I, I know the Warhammer 40,000 units like much better now having played a lot of the tabletop and i find that that knowledge carries over to the video game version so that oh. now it's like i see the matrix you know what i'm saying <laughs> just like, the code like because when you in the in the game version and you know well, i mean it's all a game but in this video game when you go into the screen that allows you to purchase more units or like reinforcements you'll get a list of like 50 different tank models that are slightly different and if you're looking at that not really familiar with what the differences are, you're going to be just bewildered and you're going to be like, I don't know, okay, give me whatever looks cool, right? And that's going to lead you to make some inopportune choices. You know, you're not going to be optimized because you don't know exactly what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird because I'm now coming to this game with knowledge from the the larger IP, as it were, that's helping me to make the the good decisions in this game. So I'm progressing through it at a greater clip now and with a a greater strategic acumen because i know when i see the orcs and the orcs have the you know their gorka knot or you know whatever crazy contraption the orcs have i know oh i need to go to the space marines and i need to get the land raider because it has the las cannons which are really good against armor you know and whereas before i didn't know that kind of thing i was just like oh give me um you know give me the predator tank and not knowing that it doesn't have quite as good armor piercing you know that sort of thing um and so it's just it's just kind of an interesting experience and this game is is a strange one because it's um like i said alluded to before it's um it's very basic right so i'm not sure that i would like recommend it to somebody to to you know try to show them something that's going to impress them or that they're that's going to hook them immediately because uh, i think it's kind of the opposite of that sort of experience it's like um i think like a lot of like what i'm going to call serious wargaming is a lot of sort of inscrutable interfaces and um the type of Thing where you're actually, you know how people say like generals and everybody says that war is all about logistics, right? Uh-huh. Uh, the type of game where you have to get into that mindset, right, um, to play. And it's this is not quite that hardcore. You have um, to you have to focus on all the adjacent stuff and not the fighting. Sort of, I, I would say, I would say even something like probably StarCraft has more uh, supply chain and logistics figured into it than this game does. Um, but it's. It's still that same mindset that I think you have to be in to get the most out of a game like this. I think the company that that makes this game is um, Slytherin, and I, if I'm not mistaken, they also do a, a bunch Potter of like House. they do a bunch of historical war games as well that I think are probably like the same engine, you know, just skinned with a different theme. So, All right. um, 
you know how there's those people that are like into Civil War and like World War Two. Oh yeah, they dress war up gaming. that stuff. The, I think this is that kind of game, but with the Warhammer, you know, fantasy space fantasy skin <laughs> kind of on it. So you're the coolest nerd on the LARPing scene now. Is that what you're saying? Or like, the like lamest historical, <laughs> depending war on gamer. who's reckoning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, but yeah, so, I, so has it has it translated into more W's for you? Like, are you are yeah. you gonna like? Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, like I'm. I'm going through. So I'm just playing this, the campaign. I'm not playing multiplayer. I doubt anybody plays this game multiplayer. Maybe they do. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm crazy. But I'm just going through the campaign, which is like there's like 50 missions or something, and um, so there's a lot to it, right? Uh, and yeah, I'm just having a, a pretty good time with it, even though it is a very, very slow paced, has like next to no production values whatsoever. Um, it, it's, I, I don't know if I would really recommend it to anybody who's not just very familiar with like Warhammer, who's the tabletop not you, game. who's not you or Jared, maybe you should recommend yeah, it to Jared. Yeah, Jared might be able to, to get some, uh, some, something out of this, but, uh, your average person, probably not. <laughs> so that's my dubious recommendation. All right. Well, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, I mean, and a little bit of an update on a game that I talked about over two years ago. Now, yeah, so. sure. I mean, Warhammer's got to show up here at least once a month by contractual obligation. Yeah, you know, if it wasn't this one, it was another Warhammer game that I was going to talk about. Oh my gosh! Uh, but actually, now I have something different planned for next week. So we'll see. Oh my gosh! I have a peripheral game for next week. There's a little teaser for you. Ooh. Cool. So is that all? That's all you got, huh, Dale? Is that's this, it for uh, today. Just for today. Okay. Well, I guess I guess that's good enough. Like like Jeremy said, it's good enough. I mean, it's fair. It's 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 a Warhammer game, but you know, I will say that I th- I can appreciate the fact that they have kept some kind of mechanical continuity from the video game section to the board game section. It's kind of interesting to be able to see the the you know what's carried over and what's not, and how they sort of compare and contrast. Yeah, that's how I feel about Hunt Showdown. Really, I mean, you know what? I think that's I how can... Dale and I feel about BattleTech. Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, BattleTech, man. I'd like to play the tabletop BattleTech game. Yeah, come over to my place. We'll play some. I have a whole mm. box full of those pewter miniatures. I've never opened them. We should do that. Yeah. Okay. Gonna get a three D printer. I'm gonna pirate all of that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Jeremy, I guess. Um... Yeah, I do. I got something real good. I'm actually really excited to talk about this. I did not think I was going to be when I started playing it because the things that I've heard about it have always been very middling. Um, and, And I think it just is, you know how sometimes a game will come out and there's stuff that's completely, uh, adjacent to the, the game itself, but people will like downvote it because they, you know, they don't like something that happened or some developer made a deal or something like that. And yep. I kind of think that that might be what happened with this. Cause I, I can't really find out. I can't figure out why it's sort of reviewed kind of tepidly. I've been playing Phoenix point on the PC. It's on the Xbox game pass. So I think that you can play it possibly on PC and maybe also on the Xbox One. I believe it'll, it'll go both ways. Some some games don't, so I can't be too sure. But I'm playing it on the PC. Uh, this is the latest game from a man whose name you may recognize, Julian Gollop. Does that name oh, yeah. ring a bell for you guys? XCOM. Yeah, that's right. That's Chaos. right. Nope. 
in in the sort of pantheon of of uh, lauded video game designers, I think Julian Golub goes a little bit underappreciated. Um, in fact, I didn't realize it's not only XCOM that this guy has done, but uh, he uh, actually made a lot of uh, board games for, for Games Workshop, I think. And uh, one of them was something called Chaos, Chaos. The Battle of yep. Wizards. Yeah. And, and actually, they made a game called Chaos Reborn, which was sort of a um, strategy a game. Yeah, that's right. And it was actually, I played it on the uh, Discord. Remember when they had their Discord uh, turbo service that, that oh, yeah. you could do? Um, and uh, I, I got an opportunity to play it there, and it actually was, it was really cool. Um, but anyway, the, the latest game that his studio has made, and the, the name of the studio is called Snapshot Games, um, Phoenix Point is sort of a natural evolution of XCOM, and that's kind of a that's a little bit of a joke that nobody's going to get because um, not only has it evolved sort of mechanically, but it's a game that is actually about enemies evolving and and stuff like that. So it basically takes the sort of latter day XCOM formula, all the enhancements. If you remember that when XCOM came out on this podcast, I said that it was one of the you know best case adaptations. Of, uh, of a remake of an old game. Yeah. And they've basically built on that. They've kept most of the same general idea, the whole idea of, you know, move and then shoot, or you have action points, except in this case, they're called will points or willpower points. Um, and they, they've added a, a number of things. And I kind of want to split this game into the strategic game and the tactical game. Um, so strategically, they've added... Um, uh, factions, first of all. So the, 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 the premise of the game is that um, Earth has undergone this sort of weird climatology sort of change. Um, sea levels have risen, um, we, you know, weird environmental things have happened, and these crab creatures started getting, you know, crabs started getting hostile in the oceans, and then people started having their minds taken over and wandering into the sea, and they would come back like Whoa. these mutated, weird creatures. That's some like yeah, Lovecraftian sort of stuff. It's like real dark, real fast, yeah. Um, and the only, you as the player represent, uh, the, the Phoenix project, which is the kind of like the, I guess for the purposes of the game, kind of the, the neutral human territory. Uh, however, alongside the Phoenix project, which has sort of been destroyed and is now coming back like a Phoenix, you know, you have to build from nothing, of course, to, to play this game. Uh, there are a number of other factions, um, including like a weird, uh, sort of syncretic religious cult called the Disciples of Anu. Uh, one that's like a, a militaristic, um, I don't know, kind of a, a military-based faction called uh, New Jericho, and then kind of a, uh, I don't know, like an anarchist-slash-thought-tank, think-tank kind of thing called Synedrian. And none of them like each other. And they all will have attitudes and opinions that change uh, regarding each other and then also regarding the Phoenix Project. So you will find, uh, st you start out in a particular location. And this game is, is like really procedurally based. So you'll start out, and I, I think your starting position is always going to be somewhere in Asia. Um, but uh, it, it proceeds a little differently than XCOM does because with XCOM, you could sort of plant down a base anywhere you wanted. With this, there you start in a particular place and you're sort of tied geographically based on your progression based on your ability to, to move around with your, your jet. So it still does the thing with the jet. You still load dudes up and go out to different sites, and there may be some tactical stuff that happens there. Um, in addition to that, you have some resources. So there's food and tech and energy, um, and, and you'll find stuff at different exploration points around the map. And the way that you do that is your jet 
uh, can do like this ping, like this this expanding radar thing that takes hours to expand. And as it real time, you know, the, the, the world geoscape that you are familiar with from XCOM, it continues, you know, night to day and so on. And, and your scan kind of expands based on where you were when you scanned and finds different little spots. In the meantime, there are different areas, different coastlands on the planet where corruption is spreading and it spreads real time. I mean, it's like, uh, like if you've ever seen that simulation of, of life, like where little pixels will sort of adjacently activate other pixels and that it'll kind of just grow a little bit organically. It moves very slowly, but this corruption represents the place where these uh, aliens, question mark, you know, these these like evolved weird creaturey things right. um, are going to be stronger and they will start to overtake these random points on the map. And they could be some of the enclaves for these different uh, factions. They could be uh, little predetermined narrative points that you need to go and explore. And when you explore something, it takes a little bit of time to do it. And you might encounter, you know, resources. You might encounter a tactical combat, uh, or there might be a faction there that you meet and then you can actually trade with them. So there's actually even trading. You can trade for resources. You hire people from these factions. If you hire someone from the faction, they come with their sort of signature equipment and, and maybe some of their abilities and stuff like that. You can then reverse engineer stuff, so there still is a research thing that goes on, and that proceeds kind of in the same way that XCOM does uh, traditionally. You know, you can research um, aliens that you encounter, um, technology, you can reverse engineer weapons and armor and make your own versions of those things, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, so tac strategically, that's kind of the... I'm trying to think if there's anything else that is... The whole world is populated by these by these factions, just different dots around the landscape, and some of them are these guys, and some of them are those guys, and so on. Um, but you're really sort of limited based on on where you can go, because you, you have a, a certain range, and you can only really traverse your jet to actual points of interest. Um... So, so that's that's one thing to deal with, is that as you're undertaking missions, you might undertake missions for one faction against another faction. Um, that will give them, you know, less favorable outcomes for you. Um, you, you, you know, you can't trade with factions that you have that have a negative opinion of you and so on. So you kind of have to balance this. And as the game progresses, different things happen. They kind of ratchet up. Of course, none of them get along ever. So um, you can try and play a middle ground. You can sort of go all in with one faction. And that's something that makes the game a, a little bit different. Now, the tactical. Um, so this, like I said, kind of follows the same format as something like XCOM, but it does a couple of things that are kind of different. Um, it still has the idea of the of um, destruction environments. Um, the, the, the targeting is kind of cool because you can do a couple of things. One is you can, you can always target anybody who's within your line of sight, but there is also a... I know that the, the term ray tracing is, is kind of important these days, and I think they use it to do things like light diffusion and other things, but here, you can at any point, you can actually roll your mouse wheel and go into like a first-person mode where you can target different elements of an enemy oh, character. That's cool. That you can kind of do that in the new XComs, but I think it's it seems like it's more in depth here, isn't it? Yes, yes. So and and it and it depends on if you're carrying a gun that's like a heavy gun that fires from the hip or or whatever. So the reason I bring up ray tracing is that if something obstructs the the bad guy, it will obstruct them really and 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 will cause you know higher difficulty percentages. Um, but but you might be able to like snipe off somebody's arm from around the corner. Now I mentioned at the beginning that aliens are uh, evolutionary, which is true. So they'll you'll start out fighting like weird crab guys that have carapaces and they'll put down shields. Um, you'll find like these weird Lovecraft tentacle creatures and they can like take over your mind or spit poison and all the different body parts have different functions and you can shoot them off to disable their their little things that they do um, and also as the game progresses according to what I've read about the game 
when the enemy is successful or when it actually scores hits against you or does whatever, you will start to see more of those kinds, like they'll have more tentacle arms if those guys are, are successful against you or more poison spitters or whatever. And as you go to different areas or as that encroaching corruption kind of spreads, um, the, the game is given more parts from which it can use an AI to sort of build the different enemies that you might come up against, basically. Um, huh. And conversely, you can can do things like um, your your guys are mobile with uh, jetpacks. They can have jetpacks. They can have mounted weapons. They can have um, all kinds of things. You can build um, uh, the same kind of weapons platform, the little tanks and stuff. You can do those. So you actually have the ability also, and you are vulnerable also if someone shoots. For example, if you're carrying a two-handed rifle and somebody and one of your arms gets disabled one of your human you know right arm or whatever you have to pull out a sidearm so you better have a sidearm otherwise you can't use a two-handed weapon anymore um the other thing is overwatch which is the the ability to stop and sort of um pre-plan your next shot if somebody kind of comes within range here you actually have to pre-plan a specific cone or a specific arc of visibility um and it does a cool thing where it will um it'll kind of filter through trees or if there's a doorway it'll kind of filter outside the doorway and you can see this red kind of light where where your guy and you can set the distance so you can actually plan well a you can plan things more specifically but b you have to plan things more specifically specifically when it comes to Overwatch. I actually like that because the Overwatch in those games always pissed me off because it would fire like in an impossible shot. Right? Yes, yes. So everything here has to be, I think, a little more mindfully, you know, you, you could just go ahead and just take the, the regular shot, but you can also kind of zoom in and, and, and you know, plan your, your Overwatch stuff. And it, you just kind of have to do things a little bit more mindfully from, from that standpoint. Um, the uh, beyond that um the idea of willpower is a little bit different so it's not just like you've got two moves and within one of them you can take another move here it's more like you can take one move and have enough action points to take a couple of shots you can move sort of two distance ranges and maybe have one left or maybe only have enough left for overwatch or there are a whole bunch of abilities that your guys can um can can specialize in like um you know your heavy guys can do a war cry which within a certain range weakens the willpower for the next turn for any enemies within range uh there are abilities to um move more silently that you know the the um idea of almost like in in battletech when you might see someone kind of in the outer ranges but you don't know what they are this will kind of do that as well so um moving silently and not clanking around and, and running all the time is um you know can be to your advantage um there are other abilities too and i'm i'm not actually thinking <laughs> i can't i can't recall any right off the top of my head but it's not it's not just, um, you know, the, the kinds of things that you would get in even the new XCOM. It's, you know, a number of things that you can spend points on for your guys as they uh, as they progress. Uh, there is base building as well. Um, I haven't gotten too deeply into that, but it's most of the stuff that you'd kind of expect. Um, there, there is a much more specific narrative arc. XCOM kind of got into that a little bit, but here it's like there are cutscenes, and you know you have to visit this particular question mark point to, hmm. to you know figure things out. Uh, sort of in, in like the Endless series, where you know you might come across a a thing and decide like, okay, am I gonna burn it? Am I gonna you know research it for myself? Am I gonna you know whatever? You do run into those situations with this uh, as well. And I have really appreciated what this game has to offer. It is, it's just like what you appreciated from XCOM. It's just, you know, the same same kind of thing. But I think all of the changes, I haven't come across anything in this game that they have kind of evolved or, or, or designed that I haven't enjoyed. Like, I really like all of it. 
and I look at the, you know, the Metacritic for this game and it's like, you know, two and a half stars out of five or something like that. And I, that doesn't track for me. I, I think this is really a great game that I think is being pretty severely overlooked, I think. And <clears throat> so I would recommend if you are a fan of, of this kind of game of, you know, XCOM or, or the games of Julian Gollop, uh, in, in, you know, in, in the other forms, I mean, Rebel Star was another one, Laser Squad Nemesis, I think is one that he did as well. Um, these kinds of things, it is, a, it is a very good version of that, and I definitely commend it to you. Cool. So that's that's it. So that is uh, Phoenix Point. It is currently available on Xbox Game Pass for both the PC and the Xbox One. I was just looking it up. And uh, yeah, I would say I would heartily recommend to you this week, if you're hearing this and you're not really sure what you're going to play next, try this out. I think you might be surprised. It's it's single player only, um, but it really is uh, it really is a delight. So like I said, well, I've, I got, recommend I've it. got news for you, Jeremy. What's that? Uh, I'm going to paint a picture for you. Say I'm uh, in Game Pass in the Xbox app like you are on PC and I scroll down and I find the big button that says surprise me. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And say I click on that button, which I'm going to do right now. Okay. Surprise me. Okay. That thing's going to spin like a little jackpot and say uh, that, um, does it automatically know, launch a game for you or does it like, no, it, it tells you what you should Yeah, play. it tells you and then you ignore it and roll it again. Oh, okay. and so say it rolled Phoenix point. I'm not going to install it and I'm not going to play it. Your loss. And I'm mindfully not doing that because those types of games just aren't for me. I mean, that's fair. I'm, I'm going to talk about it. Well, you're much more of because a Sonic I, and, mostly and because, team racing yeah, kind of like guy. So, Sonic <laughs> Racing Transformed or, uh, you know, those types of games. Sure, sure. That's uh, fair. I, I, I get super stressed out when I'm playing a, a, a strategy game or a, a Turn-based yeah. strategy like that, really? when people die. Like, you know, I, I no, I agree with I agree with you there. I understand. When people that. die, I I can't stand Here's it. Here's the to thing. I, Remember just, how at the beginning huh. Dale was like, "Oh, this is dark. It's like Lovecraft." I'm actually kind of okay with this being more dire than than other games. Like I've I've kind of been okay to let my dudes. But I don't die. care. I mean, as, as a gamer, it's maybe it's just one of my my flaws in games like these. Like I I could never finish XCOM because it was just if I lost a dude, I was so stressed Distraught. out and it wasn't even and i didn't yeah. even have like perma loss you, you just gotta never lose a dude look around I mean, come yeah on. there you go I, <laughs> yeah and that's the thing is i i would try and then i would redo it again and again and again and again and pretty soon i'm like you know what nope yeah and I hear i've and i've seen that across every single one of these style of games yeah but so in xcom you have to have a few dead bodies so that when you go to like the bagpipes memorial thing in in the screen there's someone there otherwise that bagpipe guy is just like playing for nobody exactly you gotta have i don't even know what you're even talking there's about. a screen in xcom where you can go he like, knows it's like what a you're wall talking of about. honor i don't i and there's like a there's like a knife jabbed into the table and like some empty shot glasses. Like it's in memoriam where all of your dead guys you yeah. remember them. And they're they're, they're literally. Playing I, I never ba- played in that mode music. where people would die forever. They would just go back to the base. I got better. Iron Man mode. They fainted like yeah, Pokemon. I never Iron Man. Yeah, no, that's you know, man. I I just don't have that level of. Yeah. No, know, Iron Man mode is rough, but anymore. um. It is kind of cool to sometimes at least have a few guys die, right? Like martyr yeah. themselves. It's dramatic, the yeah. Or something. Like a, like platoon or whatever, you know. Like yeah, exactly. Like maybe Willem, Willem maybe Defoe. I should give it another shot or give another one of gave these games a shot. Try see. this. Try this one. Try it. I mean, the last one I tried was Valkyria Chronicles, and I couldn't couldn't do it, man. I I was so mad and frustrated whenever anybody died. I was just yeah, but they're all plucky it. anime kids. The here it's like. You know I know like what you do. Plucky anime kids. You know what you do. Make your team of only people that you hate. Just like <laughs> rename them 
and and you can customize your characters in this. Make them people that you hate, and then you'll be happy when any one of them dies. There you go. Solved it. We'll see. Uh, I've got a game to talk about that is also maybe not a game for me. But it has some <laughs> okay. redeeming values, and it is uh, fairly fun to play at times. Uh, but it's also very um, empty and... Uh, Empty. <laughs> okay. Empty. Soulless. Elite Dangerous? I, is, Soulless yeah. is another game that might describe this game that I've been playing. Um, I've been playing The Division 2. Ah. Uh, uh, the Division 2 is a game that everyone has probably bought, since it's only $3. So if you haven't bought it, you might as well just buy it. Is it permanently Yeah, based $3 on this recommendation. Or what? It's, no. it's on sale for $3 right now. The base game... They just announced a big expansion pack that is also on sale for $40. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what. They're redoing this. They're going to they're gonna bring it back like Final Fantasy XIV. They, they got a plan. Final Fantasy XIV. Listen, there, there's probably something better you could spend $40 on, and it starts with Hunt and ends with Showdown, okay? And so um, it is for still for sale. But what if you've showdown. already bought Hunt Showdown? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure to tell you there. Just but. keep your forty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> keep your forty dollars and save it. Save you sequel. some money. Um, yeah. So the division two is, and I don't want to go too deep. And everyone knows what the division is, right? But I kind of want to give my feelings about it. I've been playing it purely co-op. I have not logged in at all by myself. Um, and play. I've been playing with Casey. He's a guy who listens to the show, buddy mm-hmm. of mine. Friend and of the show, I've been trundling around the, with the game it was three dollars therefore why the hell not i actually bought it for the playstation for my kids so they could mess around with it seemed like they were interested as well so i have spent six dollars on the division two and i am playing it on the pc um i will i will give a i'll give a hand to ubisoft where they have crafted a world as far as like just walking around washington dc this game takes place in washington dc it's also not winter time and that's probably my favorite part of the game is the atmosphere of the world, the graphics, and the fact that it's not wintertime in New York City um, make this game immediately feel better uh, and more approachable from my perspective. Um, like running around Washington, D.C. looks amazing. Like the game is awesome. The, the, the movement is cool. The controls are fluid. Um, jumping over things and you know just traversing the world and jumping through windows and stuff yeah like, like si- sidling it along a car really and like closing the partly open car doors do you ever do that that's like my favorite thing <laughs> oh yeah I, I like to pop all the basketballs with my bullets i like yeah. to shoot all the basketballs <laughs> like. anyway that that type of stuff is like super awesome and i and if i recall the division one i kind of felt the same way like the setting like everything looked cool like being in new york city and even knowing parts of new york city um felt good right it, it felt cool seeing stuff in landmarks i've never been to washington dc so i don't have that level of connection with it but um that part at least feels awesome and the game really shines there where it starts to fall apart with me is well the rest of the gameplay which is the shooting which in a shooter uh you you would hope would be um fun right Mm -hmm. uh this is one of those loot shooters where um it's not a focus on realism as far as the shooting goes but it's more focused on I don't know I don't know how to even it's 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 like the, the bad guys are just like super bullet spongy you could pump I, I felt that of, way about the first division too. Yeah. Well, it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. And and I, quite honestly, I, I bounced off of the first division pretty hard. Yeah. Because it, it, a the the gunplay is I don't know. It, it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel as like serious as the tone yeah, and the atmosphere would lead you to believe. And and like the actual the combat, it, it's 
uh, I don't know. There's just something about it that just doesn't gel well together. It's kind of in the like it's a little too realistic to be fantastical and cool, but it's a little too uh, abstract right. to be very realistic. Like like with uh, let's let's compare it to another loot shooter, uh, Destiny. Destiny, right, for example. yeah, that's a Destiny. Good comparison. You go into that. You're it's a, it's a very sci-fi. You are shooting people world, with glowing and it swords. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you've got the weirdest stuff, and it's okay if you fight this monster that has tons of shields, and you have to whittle those shields down and do these weird things in order to do damage to him ultimately. But where the division takes itself so freaking seriously on the setting and everything else in the game, when it comes to actual combat, it starts to kind of fall apart a little bit. It's I mean, like that it doesn't, doesn't gel together completely like that. It's like, uh, <laughs> and I'm glad you feel the same way because, um, that's exactly how I feel about it. Yeah. It's like, uh, I've, I've got to shoot this guy in a, you know, in a gas mask, you know, in the face. Like and every guy times. looks exactly the same. Like there's no variation. Like I, I really cannot tell the difference between any enemy that comes at me. There's some guys that want to run at me and melee me. And then there's some guys that sit back and shoot. And as far as I'm concerned, those are the two enemy types. There's a guy that tries to melee me and there's a guy that tries to shoot me. Now, and now hold on. Now it. hold on here. There's guy in balaclava. There's guy in beret. <laughs> there's guy in uh, like face partial face mask. Guy, and guy in cover. Guy in full. Yeah, and dude in cover. Okay. Oh. Okay. Now yeah. they're, they're, I forgot they do, about dude in cover. Here, here I. My bad. <laughs> I will say though, they do add some guys who like. There's like fire dudes, like guys with flamethrowers, and, and they'll actually give you little hot spots that you can shoot. Like this guy's carrying around like a little gas pack on his hip, and you can explode him. I, and he turns you know, into fire I, I've and noticed, stuff. and I haven't really cared. Like, yeah, they they, they <laughs> do try, but but I'm and with so, you though. It's, and so I feel like the overall nuts and bolts of this game are fairly solid like you're yeah. running around this world this it's really awesome it looks fantastic like the game's amazing to look and to play it's a third person shooter so you you see your dude my girl looks like sarah connor and she's a badass and i haven't changed her sunglasses because they're the <laughs> that i put on from the beginning and she's super cool and uh that all is awesome and, and the whole idea of like oh i'm running through this world i'm gonna go to this mission and and, yeah, and, uh, and all of a sudden, like, oh, these there's some bad guys over here, and they're attacking some civilians, and I can't have that, so I'm gonna run over there and take care of them. And then you run over there, and you want to get get in there and start taking care of them. And then suddenly, you then start taking care of them, and then you start getting bored. Yeah, well, um, they, I would say they have a good mix of missions here. So you're right. Uh, so every the every mainline mission, we haven't even talked about that. I'm, I'm talking about like the. Uh, just like the in-world incidental, like when you're walking and they're like, "Oh, friendly caravan nearby." Like the radiant, the radiant quest system from Skyrim level of quest, yeah. right? Like the yeah, stuff yeah. that just kind of pops up. Yeah. So th those just kind of are okay, and then the side missions are just more like go in this building, shoot these bad guys, find this thing. But the the main missions, I believe, there's probably I don't know thirty of them, probably. I'm maybe. I don't know, six or seven in at this point. Those are actually feel cooler. They're, they're like in a setting. In the case of Washington, D.C., like you're going through museums, you're fighting your way through, you know, landmarks in Washington, D.C., and, and those are kind of a little bit more well-designed. But again, the combat is what kind of slows all that down. It's like, oh, this is cool being in this place, but then I have to actually fight my way through this place, and that just kind of feels bad, right? Um, but the, 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 the one saving grace that I guess it has is that... Um, it's it's fun to kind of uh, make fun of the game and just play through it, just knowing that you're getting what you get. You know, you, right, you yeah. know what you're getting with the division. You're running through this really cool world that looks awesome, and then you have this middling gameplay. But if you're doing it with a friend, you know that's always going to be immediately better. And so that's why I've said I have no reason and no intention of ever firing up this game by myself. However, um, if Casey gives me a call or, one, or Jared gives me a call. I was like, hey, man, let's play some division. You know, if I, if I can get on there and they're willing to put up with my snarkiness as I 
as I roll around and bitch and moan and complain about how bad this game is, uh, and I can hang out with my friends, then, you know, maybe maybe it's got some redeeming yeah. qualities. And if it's a place where I feel like I want to do there's a lot of co-op games or games that are designed around social, like Destiny or World of Warcraft or whatever that I'm just not interested in. But for some reason, this game is... Uh, I, I like to run around that world because, A, the world looks awesome. And, and the overall bits of the game are good. There's just some pieces just make it just feel a little samey, yeah. a little soulless. Uh, I do not give twos about the story. So if you give me uh, an echo or a, a little bit of audio log that I need to listen to, like, nah, man, I, I do not care about anything that you have to say about what's going on in this world. All I know is there's bad guys to shoot, and I'm going to shoot him with my Nerf gun, and I'm going to like it, I Heck guess, yeah, if nerf. I'm with a friend. <laughs> um, that is my review of the division two and I'll tell you what I've gotten my three dollars worth and so I don't know I really don't know for me personally what they could do to the division because this is these are the same problems I had with the division one I don't know what they could do to the division to make it a game that I was like all right I'm all in I'm spending money on things I'm buying expansion packs I'm dropping in money to buy loot boxes and buy you know new shirts for my my character yeah I There's like nothing. <laughs> I like how the stuff you find. It's like here's a pair of Dockers. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> let me dress uh, yeah, up. Yeah, I find them like all sorts. Of, yeah, you found some dog tags. Like, <laughs> hey, it like makes a big old deal about it too. It's like, and when you like get the the loot boxes, it's like, all right, I'm gonna open this loot box, and you open it up, and it's like, all right, you got a pair of dirty pants. brown pants. Yeah, and I'm like, cool guys. Like this yeah. is this is great. And so, um, anyway, that uh, I haven't done much of the PvP. We did go into the dark zone. Uh, yeah. today and we couldn't find any bad guys and I don't know why but we we ran around and it was legit empty like there was no one else there was no good guys or bad guys to shoot huh. like we basically ran around for about 15 minutes with not not even firing a bullet aside from at the raccoons and and foxes that were you know running around the streets oh um, they're cute they are cute but and all the basketballs that just deserve to get shot oh yes f those things yeah yeah i think i agree uh, with you uh generally i i kind of have to be in the right mood like i will play it and i hopefully jared doesn't listen to this because if he hears you say that you'll play whenever he asks like he'll you'll be <laughs> he'll hit you up right away well um, it doesn't mean it, it depends on if uh the, if hunt showdown is also an option you know that's, yeah and that's the that is i guess that thing but oh. like i said i i enjoy if if jared is willing to put up with me complaining and making fun of the game constantly for whatever time period that we're playing that game you know by damn i'll play with him and i'll make fun of the game and uh and it'll be fun because we'll be hanging out right but if he yeah. wants to take this game seriously i am not the guy to take this game seriously and i will feel fine about it mm. you hear that jared don't try to take that game seriously <laughs> well it's trying so to be so serious that's this that's this that's the <laughs> dumbest part about this game is it's like yo man the division dude you got to go and kill this bad guy and i'm like you know if there's one squad that can okay. do this it's the division and and the thing is like okay we got we got to like you know build out this whole this whole we got to re reinvigorate the infrastructure of washington dc that's been falling apart you know the, the trees are overgrowing it it's like i am legend with will smith <laughs> so you know, needs drain to the trim the hedges yeah you, you got to go over here. i walked into the white house and I'm like, yo DC. bro like trump needs to get out there and mow that lawn man yeah, he said he was gonna and, do it right during this and uh exactly and so then and so then i like i I start doing that and i don't know man it's it's yeah i I hear you i I, I just listen to that type of stuff and then meanwhile the 
you know, I, I got this ridiculous HUD. Like the, the like somebody like threw up on the screen, and it's like everything <laughs> is happening. There's icons everywhere, and I can't turn them all off. And there's like a little line where I need to follow where I'm going. And there's I don't know, just glowing backpacks all over the place, so I can find water to give to people. Like, yeah, the navigation. System, I don't know. Though, there's just really so good. much going well, on that it's just if the backpacks are glowing. That's probably radioactive water. No, it's okay. It's Nuka Cola. Oh, okay. stuff. Rat away. No, no big deal, man. You need that <laughs> stuff to survive. But like, why? Why am I having to rebuild the infrastructure? Meanwhile, the division is hanging out in the White House, and they got the internet. You know, they got like all these <laughs> high tech laptops, and and you're like, okay, well, how about these guys just share? I, I, I mean, and then then you have these like little factions, like like the B team that you send out, like, hey, hey, yo, you guys, hey, Carl. You uh, round up your buddies that we don't like. We're going to send you off to the theater. We need you to establish a new base of operation. No, we're not going to give you any of our tech. Just go over there. I don't know. Get Stop some asking tires. me for the Wi-Fi password, Carl. <laughs> get some tires. Build a wall. I don't Make it happen. But we're just going to sit here over in the White House. This is the base of operations where important people get it done. You guys are running a very important mission for us, though. Make sure you go take that over. Oh, by the way, Legrand, you and your friends, you guys go run over there, too, and help them. And I'm like, okay, listen division guys why don't you just like share some of your stuff and why can't we all just hang out in the white house i don't know it's fine they should uh they should change the the type it should become a uh i don't know like a like a dance-off game they should uh change it to like there are a... probably dances in this game i have no idea how to use them i, I don't even know everything about the menu like it's yeah so it's it's one un- of those where i kind of get lost in it too it's true and that's the thing is like and that's where the point was like i just don't care so it's like i'll just do what i know how to do and i'm not trying to min max anything because well, who cares? I'm not going to be playing long enough where that will even matter. And uh, I got my $3 worth. You know, I had a good time with my friends and I uh, got my $3 worth. So well, sorry, Warlords of New York. Unless something comes out to convince me that you're the thing for me, bro, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Sorry. Lesson learned. And that's what I've Do been playing mark your game this down week, to $3. guys. The Division <laughs> 2. And here's the thing is I played it on my – I played it on really crappy internet on GeForce Now, and it was super laggy. And I guess what I, I an identical experience to when I was playing on oh my, that's funny my beefy gaming PC just because and by identical I mean is that yes it was laggy yes the graphics were poor but you know the fun was not necessarily the game itself the fun was hanging out with my friends and that's what truly matters indeed indeed which is the entire premise of this podcast which is now drawing to a close folks if you have any thoughts about the games that we've been playing uh, three dollars or not you can crap all over it if you want to that's what this is that's just, it's a free country it's they a free got country my money they don't really care what i say about their game at it's this a point, free right? country because legrand and his squad made it so by refreshing the infrastructure <laughs> of i don't even Washington, know the overall story i don't know what i'm trying to do in the like, division there's a stuff is happening. or something right? stuff is there is like a storyline can someone explain to me like what the point of what we're doing is i, I get no. it we're trying to reestablish order and kill the gang members right that are huffing spray paint but i don't I don't quite know. Like eating bath salts. Yeah, all th- that. that's exactly what's going on. Like, so hey, is bro, this like is this a game for boomers? Is that what you're saying? Is, basically, kill, it's kill a game for rednecks, members. redneck Republican boomers. <laughs> that you know, you can just go. These guys are huffing, huffing spray paint, and they're you know tipping over tires and and leaving their basketballs in the street. So any boomers out there know. listening to this podcast, if you'd like to let Legrand know exactly what you think of his opinion of, of our great nation, uh, you can let him know uh, over at his <laughs> over at his Twitter feed. Uh, ours collectively is at Game Byte Show. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. Uh, I'll take all your emails, uh, you know, and I'll respond. You just hit me up, man. Like, 
there's there is a uh, there's a Discord channel on our Discord. So join our Discord. Discord.gg slash Q capital X two V seven four five. Yeah, just go to that. I don't know. I don't actually don't know if that's it. But go to Discord and hit up the division channel and uh, call me out, man. Tag me in some posts and I will let you know and I will counter your all of your points. But I'm I have a, seek, a sneaking suspicion that just suspicion that just like Jeremy, uh, people have the same opinions as me as the Division 2. You can also find me on Twitter at Legrand. And I am at Count Elmdor. Find our fourth man, Jared Red Dunn, at R-E-D underscore I. Uh, you can find him over at twitch.tv slash Show. This week, I remember last time I, t- I said that we were going to be playing a game called Space Terror Beast Terror? Yeah. It's actually that. really fun. It's actually really fun. Uh, it's, a, it's like Aliens, but also kind of like Quake. Wait, um, is that the Toss a Coin game? No, but he played that too. He actually did a little sneak preview of uh, Rustler. Rustler. Toss a coin to your Rustler. Oh, good, I bought that. Yeah, it was it was really quite good. We had a, we had a good Monday this past week. So check it out over at YouTube.com/slash/GameBiteShow. Let us know what you think of that. As Legrand says, you can find us at GameBiteShow.com, where you can find that. Uh, it, it, just in case you didn't catch it when Legrand read it out, you can find the link right on our website there and come join us. Is that us what our link? I don't even know what it is. Yeah, you can go find it there. I don't know, whatever. Other than that, we'll be back in just a few days to talk to you about the news, the new releases, and a special topic of discussion here at the Game Bite Show. But until then, this has been your podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. See ya. Be seeing you.